0: Hi there. My name is Tammy and I have a question regarding my son who continues to have struggles in school. I know kids are always being diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, etc., but I know that there's also an opportunity to get an IEP as well. When is the right time to request this and what other advice can you give on this subject? I appreciate anything. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
1: It's so difficult for parents to go through this. They want their children to succeed at school and they're struggling. And Yeah,
0: yeah. It's rough. I mean, parents want their kids to succeed.
1: Yeah, and they want them to succeed in life. And so for most kids, this means that they do well at school. That's where it starts, right? Right,
0: right. So your kid might not be a star athlete or go on to be like the theater star uh-huh. okay, i want to be a movie star but we want them to get a basic education
1: right and we don't want to pressure kids to get like all straight a's or be honor students like like dr lena that was you right
0: uh, actually it was not me but <laughs> i did okay definitely uh-huh. but i needed help here and there i didn't need an iep or a 504 or anything like we'll talk about but uh-huh. a lot of people need help at different points in mm-hmm. their training
1: Yeah, so again, we want children to be successful and they don't need to all get graduate degrees or go to an Ivy League school or even go to college.
0: Right. You can be extremely successful learning a trade, but we do recommend that all children should aim to complete high school or get a GED, which is an equivalent degree of completing high school.
1: And that will give them more opportunities to be successful.
0: So let's get back to the issue at hand.
1: Your grades, right?
0: No. No, Addressing school struggles. It's important because it can be really stressful for both the kids and the parents.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So where should we start?
0: Well, let's start by talking about how common of a problem this is.
1: Okay, good idea. How about we focus on special education as an example of kids who need extra help?
0: Mm -hmm. So one out of every six kids in the U.S. is struggling in school, and 6.6 million of total public school kids are supported by special education programs. That's 13% of school children.
1: I didn't realize it was that common. I mean, that's a lot of kids.
0: Yeah, so parents should not feel alone if their kid needs help at school.
1: And what are the most common conditions among children in these special education programs?
0: Well, the most common condition is a specific learning disability.
1: And that makes sense mm-hmm. cuz they're having learning trouble. issues. Learning issues, right. So what else is common?
0: Other ones would be speech and language disorders, underlying health conditions that make it harder to learn, mm-hmm. autism spectrum disorder, intellectual disability, developmental delays, and there's a variety of other more specific conditions.
1: So there's really many possible causes of school struggles.
0: Yeah, and it's important to recognize that most children will struggle at school at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. So like we said, not everybody's going to get all excellence or straight A's and honors.
0: And most kids have some school difficulties that they'll eventually overcome.
1: And that might be even sort of healthy for them to learn how to overcome those struggles. Mm -hmm. And they might struggle at a particular time in their life with all school subjects, for example.
0: Maybe they moved to a new school or a new house or there's something new at home, like a new baby sibling. All of those things that are going on at home are making them not able to concentrate at school.
1: Right. So that might result in increased stress and Mm -hmm. difficulty concentrating. Or maybe they might have one specific subject that is just really challenging for them, whereas they're succeeding with their other subject.
0: Right. Like they were previously cruising through school, no issues, and then the class moves up to the next level. Maybe they're in algebra now, and for whatever reason, they're like, I do not get it. I just can't pick it up.
1: Mm -hmm. That happened with me when I was in school.
0: Yeah? What happened?
1: So it was really upsetting. There was one particular subject, and I just didn't get it.
0: What subject was that? Physiology? Calculus?
1: No, it wasn't any of those.
0: Okay, what was it?
1: Well, it's a little bit embarrassing. But? So the subject was subtraction.
0: Like adding and subtracting.
1: Well, the adding was the adding part I got, but I just didn't get the subtraction part.
0: So, what what was the issue? Well,
1: I don't, can't remember exactly how old I was, but I think it was like first or second grade when they were teaching this back then. Maybe they teach it earlier now. I don't know. <laughs> and we had learned adding, and that was all fine. And we had learned takeaways, and that was all fine too. Uh huh. But then one day we were talking about this new concept, which was minus. And I didn't know what this meant. And I was really confused. And I was just guessing when there was problem solving, it was minus concept. And I was getting everything wrong because I was just guessing.
0: Well, that sounds like someone that's just a word you didn't understand and no one explained it to you.
1: Well, that I think, you know, eventually I made the connection that minus was the same as takeaways. And then it was like all good, like after that. But there was this period that I was just like so confused.
0: That's a very, um, uh, if that was the worst of your troubles, I think you were lucky during school because that sounds like something that would be easier to uh, overcome.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad I did overcome that.
0: Yeah. um, but that's why education is so important, and it's important to get back on track and talk about school stuff.
1: Okay, so good idea. So occasional school struggles happen, but if they become a pattern, then parents and teachers are going to become concerned for the child.
0: And parents may not know what to do if they think that something's not right.
1: Right. They might not know the next steps to take for their children.
0: Right. But it's important to trust your instinct and speak up for your child.
1: Absolutely. And so one step they can take is to talk with their pediatrician.
0: Yeah. Let's explore this further because we get this concern in the office a lot from parents.
1: Because if children are struggling academically, this can be a sign of a more complex underlying issue. And your pediatrician will want to make sure that this is thoroughly explored so that the cause is found.
0: Right. So there are reasons that kids struggle in school. These include, like we mentioned, learning disorders, behavior and psychological issues, stress, or acute or chronic medical problems.
1: And some parents aren't sure when to bring up these concerns with their pediatrician.
0: But we want to talk about it anytime. And usually a kid will have a yearly well child check where we'll talk about how things are going in school and growth and development and all that. So this is a really good time to bring it up.
1: Right. So when pediatricians ask, like, how are you doing in school? We're not just like snooping, right?
0: Right. We want to know to see if we can help out in any way.
1: Right. So one thing your pediatrician will do is to see if there is any underlying chronic illness that's impacting your child.
0: So, for example, we know that kids that have asthma or type 1 diabetes that's not well controlled may miss a lot of school, which will impact performance um, because they're Homesick, or they're dealing with their illness. Mm-hmm. We also know that just vision problems can impact academic performance. Mm-hmm. And so, at that yearly well child check, we always do a vision check mm-hmm. because if you're not able to see the board, you're not going to learn the information. Right. Or here. Or here. Hearing checks, too, are both big Hearing ones. Hearing
1: checks, yeah. So if there's no obvious medical reason, then we need to do further exploration.
0: Mm -hmm. And this could be looking for things like ADHD, or could your child benefit from a more in-depth evaluation?
1: Because there could be a learning disorder, a neurodevelopmental or language problems. There could be intellectual or emotional difficulties. And then there could be um, sources of stress that maybe aren't obvious and they're underappreciated.
0: So the pediatrician at this point could make a referral to a specialist like a developmental and behavioral pediatrician or a pediatric neuropsychologist or psychiatrist or a pediatric neurologist.
1: Or a pediatric speech and language pathologist, occupational therapist, or physical therapist.
0: And all of these specialists may perform in-depth evaluations and determine if your child is having difficulty in school and for what reason.
1: Right, because if we understand why they're having difficulty at school, then we can figure out what the child needs. And when then we can provide a plan to help and support the child and solve the problem.
0: Yeah, so we've talked about the parent's role and the pediatrician's role, but let's not forget about the schools.
1: Are you kidding? That's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about schools. schools. Schools and kids and kids in school and children having difficulty with schoolwork.
0: But not about the support you get from schools. And really, this is like the major player in supporting these kids.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Like, so the IEP.
0: The IEP is an abbreviation for the Individualized Education Program. And we would request that families advocate for the best IEP they can get for their child. But it's important to remember a lot of kids can still qualify for things without getting an IEP.
1: Right. So this is
0: just one tool that a kid may may qualify for.
1: And the IEP specifies the academic goals for the child and then provides a roadmap for what the school district will provide in terms of education, services, and support in order for the child to achieve these goals.
0: Right. Like I mentioned, there's different things that they can get when a child doesn't qualify for an IEP. And another thing is the five oh four plan.
1: So the 504 plans are different from IEPs, and they're covered by different laws, and they work differently also.
0: Mm-hmm. They help provide accommodations for children. For example, like if a kid needs a little bit of extra time on tests. Um, in the U.S., it's really important for parents to know that if they have concerns about their child, the school districts are legally responsible for responding to your concern. So what you need to do is you write a letter that says, I have concerns about Johnny's um, ability to, like, he's not reading at his grade level or his pediatrician raised concerns about speech difficulty. And then you provide that letter to someone in the administration at your school office. Mm -hmm. And they have, depending on the state, between, like, 30 and 90 days to respond with the full evaluation of your child. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're going to get an IEP or even a 504, but they'll be able – they do specific testing, and they're going to be able to tell you, like, address your concerns Mm -hmm. and possibly place your child into one of these Mm -hmm. um, programs.
1: So they start to try to figure out what's going wrong and
0: solving the problem. And we can um, post some sample letters because that's sort of the hardest part for parents Mm -hmm. sometimes – on our website, so that you can see what some of those letters look like.
1: Mm-hmm. So, one of the important things to realize is that these programs, working with the schools, it, it takes a lot of teamwork.
0: Yeah, the family, the school, and the healthcare provider all work together. It's a team-based approach.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's a team-based approach with the child and the parents at the center of the team.
0: And how do we make sure the team is successful?
1: Well, um, usually you know, like good draft picks and pricey free agents, and then you get a really good coach, right? <laughs>
0: You're on your sporting track now.
1: Oh, that's, that has been on my mind. Yeah, I got a little off track.
0: The team working for the child to achieve their specific goals needs to communicate well with each other in order for the plan to succeed.
1: Right, so communication is key, and communication is often really challenging also.
0: Yeah, it can be the most difficult part for parents to make sure that all team members are collaborating well.
1: So we do have links to some good IEP and 504 plan resources on our website.
0: I'd like to go back and address some of the most common conditions that can impact a child's school progress.
1: Good idea. So you mentioned that the most common condition resulting in children receiving special education is specific learning disabilities.
0: Right. These children have difficulty understanding and using language. And then this results in struggles with listening, thinking, speaking, reading, writing, spelling, and math. Well, pretty much everything. Pretty
1: much everything. That's all really important stuff. And it's not always obvious when children have learning disabilities. But there are some clues that they need some help.
0: So, for example, a child with a learning disability will sometimes have difficulty getting organized at school or at home. They may not understand or follow directions well. They might not learn some facts well mm-hmm. <laughs> or remember information. They have problems with reading or spelling out words or sounding out words. You can sometimes have poor handwriting, although I've also seen geniuses with poor handwriting. Thank you. Uh, physicians. Thank you. <laughs> <know>. Thank you. <laughs> um, or they can have problems with math or explaining subjects.
1: Right. So there's really many different kinds of learning disabilities, and children may have one or more kinds at the same time.
0: Right. Children with reading disorders may have problems remembering the names of letters and the sounds they make. They can have trouble understanding that words are made up of sounds and that letters stand for sounds, have trouble sounding out the word, spelling the word. And then, I mean, that is just setting them up for not understanding what they read and not being able to read.
1: Right. Yeah. And then there's children who have writing disorders, and it may be difficult for them to use a pencil or a pen or remember how to form letters. Um, Sometimes they have problems copying shapes or drawing lines or organizing or writing down their thoughts or ideas on paper and spelling and punctuation may be challenging for them also.
0: Math disorders result in problems with recognizing and drawing shapes, understanding mathematical concepts such as the value of numbers, quantity, and order, understanding concepts of time or reading in the clock, money, and measuring things out, also with fractions, percentages, and geometry.
1: Yeah, and then there's children with what are called nonverbal learning disorders, and these children have difficulty copying designs or understanding three-dimensional patterns, problems with abstract concepts, difficulty with math, writing, and understanding reading, and then challenges with social skills or nonverbal skills like body language or poor coordination.
0: Speech and language delays can result in difficulty reading and writing, not understanding word problems in math, Mm -hmm. and not being able to follow directions well, and sometimes have difficulty answering questions when asked.
1: And children with speech and language disorders can have problems with receptive expressive language, and that is understanding what people are saying as well as speech disorders and communicating well socially. They really, they can't use language to navigate effectively with other people.
0: Yeah. And like we talked about before, health conditions that kids have can result in school struggles. So if kids have congenital heart disease, anemia, clotting disorders, or history of some infection in the brain or prematurity, concussions or head trauma... PTSD or post-traumatic stress or prior exposures like fetal alcohol syndrome during pregnancy or other chronic diseases like we talked about, asthma, cancer, diabetes, those can all lead to problems in school.
1: Yeah, there's so many medical conditions that make learning more challenging for children.
0: Yeah, autism, depression, or anxiety disorders, including separation anxiety, which we talked about in a previous episode, also make it more challenging for children to succeed at school.
1: And we already talked about um, ADHD in a separate episode and how this can impact learning by making it difficult to focus and pay attention and remember information. And so it makes it hard for kids to complete their schoolwork and their homework.
0: And there are social challenges like poverty, hunger, divorce, lack of sleep.
1: Right. And we talked about divorce and sleep in previous episodes if listeners want more information on these issues.
0: So you can see that there's many, many different reasons that a child could be struggling in school.
1: And that's why it's important to pinpoint why they are struggling, because only then can we work towards an individualized plan for this particular child.
0: Whatever the cause of the child's school struggles, getting them back on track usually takes time.
1: Right, and many of the causes are complex, and addressing them can be a very long and difficult process for families.
0: Right, it's not like a simple solution. There's not like one thing, but there are many things that can be done to help kids do better in school.
1: So most children with problems learning develop different ways of learning, and then they go on to succeed.
0: Right. So parents need to be patient while we're addressing this.
1: First, they're scheduling the testing, then the test results, then choices on how to address the problem, and working with healthcare and the school team to arrange and provide these resources.
0: It's a really stressful time for parents.
1: Yeah, so parents need to be prepared for the long run with when these issues come up.
0: While kids are struggling in school, you and the school and the pediatrician are working on this. Um, and then there's some important things that parents can do in the meantime. And what's that? Always work by focusing on your child's strengths.
1: Of course. All children have strengths, and parents can help them learn to use their strengths effectively.
0: So they may have trouble with reading, but they're really good at math and dance and sports, and so you want to encourage those things. Right,
1: yeah. So you want to praise your child when they do something well or they succeed with a job or a chore.
0: And parents can help their kids develop their emotional and social skills at this time.
1: The learning problems may result in children feeling sad or angry or withdrawn or having poor self-esteem. So they need love and support during this time and empathy that learning is difficult because people learn in different ways.
0: And sometimes it's helpful to find a team or a club or after-school activities that helps them build friendships and encourages their self-esteem building.
1: Right. And it really helps build confidence. And it feels great when the team wins, right?
0: (laughs) Although it's not always about winning.
1: Right. I just got carried away with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's say the child's doing so poorly in school that they bring up repeating the grade. Is this a good idea?
1: Probably not a good idea because it's not going to help children learn.
0: Right, because if the child has a learning disorder or an attention issue that's not addressed, then that's not going to help by repeating the grade. Right,
1: it didn't work the first time. Why would it work the second time? We really need to address the underlying issue.
0: And repeating a grade contributes to low self-esteem and social and emotional difficulties.
1: This can be a big problem. More than 4% of first through third graders repeat grades and 2% of elementary through high school students repeat a grade.
0: And we see that repeating grades is twice as likely for children in low-income households and higher for racial minorities.
1: Children can be most successful when they have support to advance grade levels with their peers while addressing the reasons behind their difficulties with academic progress.
0: It's probably a good idea to also warn parents out there that there are people and groups out there that say they do have the simple cure for school struggles.
1: Right, and there is no simple cure. I've seen these advertised. There's things like eye exercises or body movements.
0: Or even special diets, vitamins, supplements.
1: Mm -hmm. These can be very expensive, and there's really no good evidence that they work.
0: If you have questions about these cures, ask your doctor or... We will also post some resources on our website. Good idea. So let's summarize some of the main issues about how to deal with school struggles.
1: So all children struggle at some point at school.
0: But it becomes concerning in about one out of every six children.
1: This is most commonly due to a learning disability, but there are many possible reasons for children to struggle at school.
0: If you're concerned about your child struggling Work with your school district and your pediatrician to figure out a reason and formulate a plan to help your child succeed.
1: This may involve specialized testing, an IEP, or a 504 plan.
0: Addressing underlying issues causing the school struggles may take some time, so be patient.
1: Parents can support their child while these plans are being formulated.
0: Repeating a grade is not beneficial for the child.
1: Right. So let's get back to the phone call question, Mm -hmm. which is if there's any question about your child struggling at school, whether the parent's concerned with it or the teacher's concerned with it, one of the first places to start is by talking with your doctor about that. And that'll get you started down the path where you can obtain all these other forms of support as necessary. Definitely. So I thought we could also summarize the main points of school struggles in a song. And this is not surprisingly called School Struggles. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay?
0: All right. Let's do it.
1: Okay.
2: They're having challenges at school Might make them feel like a fool Parents know that it's not alright Where can they go to gain insight? We need to get them a complete evaluation Pediatrician and teachers participation IEP specialized testing 504 plans We'll get them back on track for a successful lifespan, children need their education. School, School struggles cause consternation. Could have a learning disorder. Mom and dad big supporters. We need to get them a complete evaluation. Pediatrician and teachers participation. IEP specialized testing 504 plans. We'll get them back on track for a successful lifespan. Is repeating a grade the right solution? Not without basic cause resolution. We need to get them a complete evaluation. Pediatrician and teachers participation. IEP specialized testing 504 plans. We'll get them back on track for a successful lifespan.
1: That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered.
0: You can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered.
0: And Instagram at Kids Considered.
1: If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you.
0: Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388.
1: Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com.
0: Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts.
1: Thank you for listening and we hope you will join us for our next podcast.
0: Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital.